Welcome to Living Box Free. Our mission is to help you break out of the box of worldly expectations. We're here to help you find your unique journey to a healthy, fulfilled life. Hello, Box Breakers. We have a special guest with us today, the boy group, boy band. (laughs) (laughs) One Direction. You're insecure. Don't know what for. You're turning heads when you walk through the door. Oh, yeah, I know that song. That's all I got. I know that song. I don't know what comes Mm. after that. Boy band, yes, also known as a boy group, apparently. (laughs) Well, welcome. If uh, if you don't know that song, go go check it out on Spotify, One Direction. (laughs) We'd love to get, you know, sponsored someday. If you don't know that song, you haven't been in a grocery store or a mall for (laughs) For years. Yeah, decades. I don't know how, eight years. Well, welcome back, Box Breakers, to our Living Box Free podcast. I'm Becky. I'm Ashleen. <laughs> I always get you with that one. You do. I'm not paying attention. <laughs> and today we are talking about insecurities. I've got insecurities. Oh boy, do I have insecurities. We all have insecurities. And today we're going to talk about the power of knowing your insecurities. What's the root cause and how do we overcome them and really embrace who we are and our self-worth before we're going to ask our question. What is on the rise for you this week? Ash, I am getting a new office. Woohoo! I'm kind of stoked. Uh, tell me more. Uh, our team has previously been like up, basically up in the rafters, far away from everyone else, and they're moving us down so that we're, our offices will be near everybody else. Oh. And so I'm getting my own personal office. Ooh, I've you never are? had my own office before. That is so cool. I've always worked in like an open, like a cubicle, mm-hmm. or right now I'm in this kind of giant, I don't know, giant area that <laughs> has multiple desks in it. Like a lobby. So, yeah, basically a <laughs> lobby. It's a room between offices is what it is. <laughs> it still looks cool. Yeah, it does. It I didn't does. realize you were so far away from everyone else. Yeah, it's a it's a hike. Nobody comes yeah. to us usually. Your whoop strain might go down now. That's true. I might. Yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> get fewer steps, steps, and yeah, but I'm excited. It'll be. It'll be fun. I, I mean, I cool. I like collaboration, so I honestly prefer an open floor plan mm-hmm. to having my own office. But there is something cool about having your own space. You can close the door, jam out to yes, one direction. Exactly. That's me. Yes, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? What's on the rise for you? What's on the rise for me? We got to meet. Gerald the giraffe in person. Whoa. Whoa. So Sawyer, our little kiddo, his favorite stuffed animal is a giraffe. And he has a kid's book named Gerald the giraffe. Mm -hmm. And so we've named his stuffed animal Gerald. Obviously. Obviously. Perfect fit. And we went to the zoo together and uh, yesterday, actually. And we got to see Gerald. And Gerald apparently has a baby. What? And a partner that created that baby (laughs) with him. (laughs) So we got to see Gerald yesterday. It was pretty cool to... That's and I awesome. think Sawyer, some of the animals, like the snakes, no, I don't think he could see them. It was he too hard. Really, yeah. Yeah. But the the big animals, like the giraffe and the ostriches, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah. He, he enjoyed watching those. Ostriches. Yes. Ostriches. They were very lively. Ostriches. ostriches. I don't know. Is it a flock of ostriches? I'm sure there's a there's a word for a it. A gaggle. Uh yes. A whole bunch. <laughs> that's how we would say it I was it. trying to think of something with like their heads in the sand you know but I don't oh, I'm sure there's clever. something 
I don't know. I got clever. Nothing. Thanks for explaining that. You're welcome. Yes. Cause that was how bad it was. <laughs> okay. Moving on. <laughs> Let's talk about our insecurities. So here's where we're, where we're headed in this episode. First, we'll discuss why we all have insecurities because we do, we all have them. It's just reality. We're going to talk about what's the opposite of insecurity. So basically what, when we're talking about that, what can you replace it with or what would be ideal to have in its place? And then we're going to say three reasons why it's important to notice your insecurities, pay attention to them, even though it's not fun, zero fun on the fun scale, and three steps to start to address them, because you can't just fix it. You can't just be like, snap, done, moving on. That'd be so nice. Wouldn't that be nice? Listen to this podcast and you're fixed. Wouldn't that be be just great? great? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it's not going to happen, but you can start to address them. You can work toward that, that process and it'll be great. It'll be good for you good i you know i it'll like good hard for work. us it'll be good for both of us yes. to work on our insecurities today this i told ash this was a very good reflection for me because i haven't thought about this in a while mm. and it's changed over time and i think all of us our insecurities change with our life stage yes our maturity our our self-worth and yes i had an insecurity i thought of what where am i today i'm like wow i don't know if I would have really identified that Mm -hmm. if I hadn't really reflected on it. Yeah. So it's good to know. Okay. So insecurity, just so we're all on the same page, we define that as a lack of confidence or an area of self-doubt. Lack of confidence, area of self-doubt. Okay. I added another one to my list, handstand walks. Oh. (laughs) Lots of (laughs) self-doubt. insecurity about that? (laughs) Lots. (laughs) Okay. We'll come back to that later. So why do we all have insecurities? Well, really the main reason is because we're all self-focused and we take things personally as part of our wiring. So if you behave toward me in a certain way, I'm going to think it's because of me and what I did. And I'm going to analyze it from a standpoint of what's wrong with me that you did this or you said this to me. And so that's just our wiring and we have to fight against that and train ourselves to react past that. And especially as kids, that is exactly how we automatically respond as kids. You've probably heard the you know phrase before, as kids, we think everything is about us. And so, mm-hmm. you know, mom and dad get divorced or some, you know, something tragic happens or um, in my family, it was, you know, financial trouble and it's, it, it felt like it was about me. And so it made me insecure and I brought those insecurities into adulthood. And that's just how we're wired. Mm-hmm. So we, we, get, we get to deal with that. Yay. It's a good learning experience. Baggage. Baggage. <laughs> that's what we could have called this series, baggage. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> what did you bring into adulthood? Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Let's check your bags. Yes. All right. So psychology today, my favorite place to find information. I know, we find a lot there. It's, it's so really good. great. Three main types of insecurities is what psychology today says. And I agree with this. I I thought about it for a while and did some other research and it it felt like this was a good way to encompass basic insecurities. So the three main types they talk about is one, a failure or rejection that we believe about ourselves. So basically we have failed or we have been rejected and we believe that that says something about our identity. And so we'll come back to that, but that's that basic, that first uh, type of insecurity. The second one is social anxiety. Now, this might not be diagnosable social anxiety, but it's that fear of being judged or found lacking. So you're in a conversation, you're out in public, you're with your in-laws, you're afraid of being judged or found lacking. 
And then the third one is the fear of not being perfect, which I can just end that one right here. You're not perfect. Yeah. Sorry. Sucks to be you. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I got over that one a long time ago. Uh, Did you? I don't know about that. In certain areas, yes. Okay. All right. That I'll take. Yeah. (laughs) So that's the third one is the fear of not being perfect, the fear of, and it goes back to the fear of making mistakes, but it's, it's really that fear internally of there's something wrong with me. So I don't know if you noticed, but there's a pattern there. And it's basically that you're taking something that happens or that someone says or that you are you are assuming they are saying or doing or implying or thinking, and you are deciding that it is true about you and your identity. So I fail, therefore I am a failure. I didn't do something someone was expecting of me, and therefore I am not enough. Mm-hmm. I made a single mistake or I dropped my phone and my screen broke. I am not perfect. Uh, this person has chosen not to love me. I am not loved or I am not lovable. As opposed to something I said offended someone or something I tried to do did not work. I made a mistake. Those are the, the kind of the different ways of looking at that. Mm-hmm. So those are the patterns that you can find. So as we define insecurity and we talk through how we end up with these insecurities, I feel like it's really interesting to talk about and Becky and I kind of w- accidentally had different opinions on this. <laughs> uh, I would love to hear what you think, Becky. What is the opposite of insecurity? Well, the first thing that popped in my head when you said <laughs> when you said that, what do you replace it with? Was ego. That was okay. the first thing that <laughs> popped right. into my head. Just not that that's a good thing, right? Yeah. But I also think of the word humble. Mm. So instead of being insecure, you're humble in the sense that you know what your capabilities are, but you also know what you're not great at and you you accept that. Mm-hmm. I I also understand, oh, I shouldn't just keep going on, but loving yourself and who you are as you are. I also see the word confidence here. <laughs> <laughs> so originally when we talked about this subject or this topic mm-hmm. for this episode, you had written down insecurities, and self-confidence. Yes. And so I was thinking about, is confidence the opposite of insecurity? So if you mm-hmm. have confidence, is that does that mean your insecurities are gone? And I don't think that's necessarily true mm-hmm. because confidence does not necessarily say, I am not a failure. It just means I'm going to fail and I'm, I'm going to do it. Here we go. Yeah, that's true. I'm going to make it happen. Whereas self-worth this feeling of I am enough, I am lovable, I am worth loving, I don't need to be perfect because I have value, Mm -hmm. that replaces your insecurities. And then when you have confidence and self-worth, you can move forward and not be afraid of anything that you do or anything anyone says about you changing your value. It's a good recipe. Mm -hmm. So you kind of need both. Yes. I think that sounds solid. It is knowing and loving who you are for who you are, not trying to be someone else, but, and then the confidence in, in yourself. Yeah. So some thoughts there is basically how to grow your self-worth. And we will, we will talk about this a little bit as we talk about three steps to address your insecurities, but thinking about what does this insecurity say about my self-worth is a great first step. Mm -hmm. We'll come back to that, but that's just an interesting thing to consider. Yeah. Something else as we think about 
why do we have insecurities? Where do those stem from? As Ash and I were talking here before this, and this attribute is attributed to Brene Brown, not us, but she talks about an endearing leadership, the importance of, of belonging and not fitting in. So fitting in stems back to you feel like you need to be perfect or you feel like you need to meet society's quote unquote standards. And that's not what we're going for here. And I've actually, some of your sentence stems that you shared here of people and insecurities, one I've heard a lot of is I just never fit in. Mm -hmm. I don't fit in. Stop trying to fit in. Yeah. It's not about that. It's about finding where you belong. And you're, you might not belong with every group of friends and that's okay. And, and so that's something else as we think about insecurities, having that self-worth when you do love who you are for who you are, it's easier to focus on that sense of belonging versus trying to fit in. Cause if you're trying to fit in, you're, you're trying to fit what you see as a perfect mold Mm-hmm. or that perfection. And that doesn't exist for anyone. Yeah. And th- I think that comes back to your self-worth too, of saying, I'm trying to change who I am mm-hmm. to be enough or to be lovable or to fit in yes. as opposed to who I am is enough and has value. And it might, I might not fit in. I might not be like everyone else, but I still bring value to the table. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that's, yeah, that's hard to recognize, especially when, when you're experiencing those feelings of being an outsider or being the person that doesn't fit in. Whew. It's not easy to be like, I have value. <laughs> I yes. feel like you have to stand up on a chair and you know, do like a power pose and be like, Ooh, yeah, power pose it. I have self-worth. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like when people try to fit in too, you can it I almost feel like it makes it worse because you can tell they're not being their whole self. Yes. Absolutely. And yeah. I don't I don't want that. I don't want people to yeah. fit into a group that I'm in because they're changing who they are or they're not bringing their whole self. Yes. I don't want that. Yeah. Not about that life. Nope. So that's talking about fitting in and how, yeah, how we see our insecurities. Let's talk about why we need to notice our insecurities. First reason I could think of, and this is the the main one for me, is that they restrict our ability to experience empathy or to understand how other people are feeling or to see other people's perspectives because our insecurities make the world about us and us alone. If I'm feeling insecure, my world and everything I experience is about me. And I don't want that to be true. Yeah. I just don't. So I, this is not necessarily my, my biggest insecurity, but I experienced this recently and just thought I'd share. Why not? Um, so I play in the band at church and I played on Easter and it was, I mean, it was the varsity team. My my worship pastor put together definitely the, the best group of musicians, but she couldn't find <laughs> she couldn't find the best keyboardist. And she she told me this. <laughs> she she asked other people <laughs> and she couldn't find one. And so she ended up asking me. Now, I know I am not the best keyboardist. I, I usually say I am a utility player when it comes to music. I can yeah. do all the different things. I can play a bunch of different instruments. I can sing all the parts. I'm not super, super skilled at any of them. I used to be really good at violin, but I don't like playing the violin, so I don't play it anymore. So I am a utility player. I know I'm not the best keyboard player at church, and that's not the value that I bring to the table. But because I knew that everyone else in the band that week was the best or close to the best, one of the best, and I felt like I was not 
I was standing there in rehearsal feeling like, why am I even here? This Aww. is so dumb. I'm not contributing anything. Why am I here? I should just go home. And I knew it wasn't true. Like I knew intellectually that I was adding something and that even as, you know, a medium keyboard player, I was bringing something to the table. And if I could just settle in and have fun, it would be fine. But emotionally, it felt like I don't want to be here because I don't have value. And I had to process through it over the next couple of days. And by the time we got to the weekend after rehearsal, it was fine. It was fine. And I enjoyed it. I had a good time. I felt like I brought what I could to the table. But it was difficult. So that a recent experience for me. That was a recent experience for me. And then a few, a few days later, I had an experience with a, a coworker where something I said, we got into what ended up being sort of a, not a fight, but a, um, a disagreement Mm -hmm. in public and at work and had to have a conflict resolution conversation afterwards. And as I was talking to him about it, I realized I had struck one of his main insecurities. And because of that, because I had hit on one of accidentally hit on one of his insecurities, he wasn't able to see what was going on in my world or that I didn't, I wasn't attacking him. I, I had just hit on that one spot accidentally. And so the whole, whole conversation became about him and he was able to, I mean, he did a great job. He was able to say, say you know, this is, this is how I'm feeling. And we talked it through and we're, we resolved the conflict But it's that moment of like, I am making this whole thing about me and I do it. I I do it. I'm not calling him out. I'm calling myself out. I Mm -hmm. do that. And I don't want the world to be about me. So that's the number one reason why I would say we need to recognize our insecurities. That's huge. Last weekend, I had an example of I brought something up and I'll just say it. I brought something up to Tristan Mm -hmm. and it was me just sharing about a person I care about. And all of a sudden that turned into, well, was I supposed to do something from Tristan's perspective? Did I do something wrong? And then it turned into once again, him focused. And I think for him, it was that perfection of, you know, I I see these people in the gym. I'm their coach. Did, was it my fault? What happened? And it's like, no, 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 no. (laughs) I was just telling you about this person because I care about them. And I was just thinking about them and, I go, you didn't do anything that has nothing to do with it. So yeah. I totally, that's a, those are both good examples. When you say, when you are making it about yourself, that is a sign. And that's when we really need to think about, okay, what is at the root of this? Why am I feeling this way? Like what you said. And that's nice. You could process that with your coworker and help him, help him realize that. So that's the primary reason I would say we need to recognize and notice our insecurities. But the, the second reason I thought of is that it limits your personal growth. And and that ties into if the world's all about you, you're not going to see where you need to change. But basically, if you doubt your worth or you lack confidence, it's so, so, so much harder to move forward or to change. And we end up being in a defensive position and attitude instead of being willing to learn. And I think that comes back to what you were talking about, about humility. Um, if you're not able to to see where you need to change. If you're blinded by your insecurities and you're focused entirely on yourself and defending yourself, you're not going to be able to say, yeah, you know what? I want to learn to grow and I want to change. I'll give, it's another gym example, but I'll give an example here. It is 
It's an opportunity to get to work with your spouse and especially when they're better than you. And at our gym, I coach along with my husband. He is 100% better than me. He's, he's fantastic. I like to have fun. (laughs) Ash, Ash has had me before, but when it comes to personal growth and I can remember this so distinctively, I coached one night and Tristan was in that class. This was before we had a child and we went on a walk that night and he started to tell me how I was over coaching this new person. And I just got so defensive and I started talking about how, well, you didn't see his face. He looked so scared. And it was during the Metcon or the workout, the sumo deadlift high pole. If you know that movement, awkward, the weights are clanging at opposite times. And I kept, I, I felt like from his facial expressions, he wanted me to come over and pay close attention to him. And, and Tristan was saying, you know, at a certain point, you can overwhelm someone and you just have to let them do their best, give them that coaching, but let them, let them continue unless it's a safety issue. So he's giving me this feedback and I got so defensive. And for me, it was because it is a lot of pressure to have someone better than you watching you. And I try to do a really good job. And I think I do well at certain things. And in that instance, I thought I was, I thought I was doing the opposite. I thought I was giving this new person what they wanted Mm -hmm. based on their scary eyes that I was looking at. <laughs> However, I had to hit pause and Tristan, Tristan did a good job of being like, Hey, we all have stuff we can get better at. This is just something I think you should be aware of. And so I had to hit pause and be like, all right, you probably are right. I probably did. Maybe I hovered and spent too much time around him and I can see how that would be overwhelming for a new person. And, and it was it, that conversation shifted drastically from the start and my defensiveness to the end and once again, not making about myself and me being imperfect, but thinking about, okay, how did this new person feel? Yeah. Yes, maybe they had scary eyes, but they might have had scary eyes in every movement that night. <laughs> yeah. And you had to take it as, I'm not a bad coach. I just can grow. Yes, exactly. And, and shift yeah. it from being about your identity to how you can grow and change. And how stupid of me to think that I would be perfect. Yeah. At that. We all do though. We all think we can be perfect. Yeah. We're shocked to discover that we're not. And I think when it's someone you really care about giving you feedback. Oh yeah. It it, sometimes it's harder to take to someone that you respect at that particular thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's reason number two. Reason number three. (sighs) This is a hard one to pinpoint, but it keeps us from meeting people. Our insecurities keep us from knowing others fully and our insecurities keep us from being fully known. And that goes back to what we were talking about before. I don't want people in my social group that aren't bringing their full selves to the table, especially since I am trying so hard to set my insecurities aside and to bring my whole self to the table. So it doesn't feel fair if you're not, honestly. Yes. It doesn't feel fair if you're not working on that, if you're not trying to push through those insecurities. I mean, it happens. I'm not saying you need to, you need to be perfect at dealing with your insecurities. That's not my point. <laughs> but it those things keep us from being fully known and fully understood. And that's just, I mean, is this really, is that really how you want to live? No, no. And also people tend to see your insecurities, whether you hide them or not, they might not know where they come from, but they tend to see them. So you might as well address them. (laughs) (laughs) It's easier that way. Yes. That's a very good point. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So, as we talk about addressing them, let's talk about three steps to start addressing your insecurities. Get that journal out. Hey, step number one. Step number one, reflect. 
I know we even had to do some reflection. I mean, you said you had to reflect and think about what was your, your biggest insecurity. Yes. You want to talk about that? Yeah. When it comes to reflecting and as we get older, I find that these insecurities change (laughs) for me. My number one insecurity as I thought about this is being a parent and it goes back to, you know, are other people judging me and not only being a new parent, but being a parent during a pandemic. Oof. Oof. And as you, we talk about being your whole self and being vulnerable, there are, I mean, still in this moment, there are certain parents that I don't feel like I am my whole self with when we're talking about baby stuff. Cause they'll say something. Uh, I can't even remember what it is. There's some like new way of teaching your child to eat. I can't remember what it's called. They'll say something like that. I'd be like, oh yeah, yeah, we're we're looking into that. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> and that is so... Have a certificate in that. Yeah, and I'm you? sure my face, you can tell it's like, this. Is, she's BSing me. She doesn't know what I'm talking about. And so, so that is an insecurity for me. And just the judgment that I feel from people, you know, if I let someone else hold my baby mm-hmm. or if I take my baby outside of the house... And, and that's, that's huge. And that has actually caused me a lot of tears oh, and yeah. it has actually caused me to really sh- actually shift some of my friendships. I mean, I feel like I have the deepest friends I've ever had because I can share how I feel about all of that. I can admit that, gosh, I mean, I, no, I haven't read all the science in this new, new way of letting your child just <laughs> choose whatever they want to eat and <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Uh, doesn't mean I don't care and I still love my child and I ask my pediatrician a million questions. So, so that's an area currently right now, especially with other parents, I feel intimidated and yeah. I'm scared of being judged. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. But you also, even though you're experiencing that every, every day, you're taking, I mean, you're a parent all the time. Yep. You had to stop and reflect and say, yeah, that's, that's the biggest thing right now. Yes. And I think, we don't tend to notice our, the root cause of those things. We don't tend to stop and figure out why am I feeling this insecurity? And I think if you're feeling uncomfortable or you're feeling defensive, that's the first thing that those are the first signs that your insecurities are coming up. And maybe it's time, whether in that moment or after you get home that night or whatever to pause, take a moment of reflection. And like we've said before, treat yourself like a science experiment. Don't get mad that you have insecurities. Don't beat yourself up. Just say, hey, I felt defensive. I feel like I didn't handle this situation super well. What happened? Where did that come from? And you can even reflect on the the root cause of those things. Like, did this come from something your parents or your childhood community taught you? I mean, a lot of our insecurities, especially around body image, those kinds of insecurities almost always come from parenting relationships or mm-hmm. our, our home community. We haven't even gotten into that. That's a huge one for lots of people. Yes. yes. Um, Or did this come from some sort of trauma or from a previous relationship, uh, some sort of breakup or um, sibling fights or any any kind of previous trauma or, you know, capital T trauma or a little t trauma, basically big things or little things that caused you to feel this insecurity. And our insecurities change over the years. I mean, you didn't have this parenting insecurity before. Nope. Nope. Not even a year ago. (laughs) So they change. So you're never really done with this process. So as you're feeling insecure, as you're feeling, which you might not recognize as insecurity, it might feel, you might feel mad. You might feel uncomfortable. You might feel like crying. 
whatever it is, when you feel start to feel those things, pause and think, why am I feeling this way? Is it because I'm insecure about something? And then take some time later to reflect upon where that insecurity comes from. Yes. I think the number one thing for me is, is I want to experience a joyful life. And when you don't think about your insecurities and you don't look at what that root causes and say, okay, how can I start to navigate through this and overcome this? Like as a, as a parent, I don't want my insecurities as a parent to take away the moments I have with my child mm-hmm. and the fun that we have. That's a great point. So, so for me, that's, that's number one value in thinking through these is to have joy. Yeah. So much joy when you have friends who you can be yourself with and goof around and be silly and then you just be vulnerable and them see who you are. Yeah. And, and so you're missing out, I feel like, on that true presence in the world and your experiences and just having, having happiness. Yeah. So that's reflect step one. Step two, practice. This one's rough. I'm yes. going to be honest. <laughs> practice admitting your insecurities, saying them out loud, and talking through. Sometimes it means saying to a friend, you know, when you say this, this is what I hear, and helping them know how, how to work around your insecurities to, because often people don't mean what you hear, <laughs> what you hear it as. Um, I, nobody in the band for Easter was trying to tell me that I was not good enough to be there. Nobody, not a single person. And so I could have told, and actually I ended up, I did, I practiced this and told someone that I was feeling insecure and they basically were like, um, that's dumb. Oh, <laughs> like, oh, okay. that's good. You said something. Cool. Yeah. So almost, I mean, it's very infrequent that someone is purposely trying to make you feel insecure and we'll cover, we'll cover that in, in a second. Cause basically well, let's just cover it now. Basically, <laughs> if someone, if you tell someone about your insecurities and they react back to you in a negative way, that is almost always, in fact, probably just always about them mm-hmm. and their insecurities because they they are not okay with someone being imperfect or someone being, you know, admitting that they have flaws or admitting that they're struggling with something. Yeah. And so if if that happens, I know it's very difficult and it sucks, but remember, that is not about you. Mm-hmm. I do love this admitting that you have an insecurity. I even think about the gym. Someone who says, I'm afraid to come because it has pull-ups. Or, I'm afraid to come to the gym because it has snatch. And I look silly. I don't think I look right. And this is, I mean, this is when you tell someone that. And I'm like, oh, oh, girl. Everyone's <laughs> worried about themselves. Yeah. Everyone's focusing on the, how are they going to do no one's watching you and, and laughing or making fun. You're there. I mean, everyone's just giving everybody mad props for being here. So, yeah. So admitting it, I think can reassure you sometimes that, yeah. Oh no, everyone else, they're just focused on their performance or how they're going to do in the, you know, the band, they're probably worried about themselves. Right. They're not thinking about the pianist over here, or keyboardist, <laughs> pianist, keyboardist. Uh, I'm not a pianist. I'm not that good. Yes. Oh, you have to be better to be a pianist. I didn't know that. In my mind, anyway. Okay. I don't know if that's the official definition, but no. <laughs> yeah, that makes me think of not the pianist thing. The, what, you, <laughs> what you were saying that was a real comment makes yeah. me think of uh, Brene Brown's Netflix special where she talks about it. Basically, she says if you are not in the arena, mm. getting your butt kicked occasionally doesn't have to be all the time, but but if you are not in the arena fighting and working hard, I am not interested in your feedback. So yeah. I have that quote on my 
There you go. From ash. Yeah. <laughs> right above my, my desk in here. <laughs> so basically, if someone reacts to your insecurities or reacts to you admitting your insecurities, then you don't have to take their feedback. You don't mm-hmm. have to care what they think. Because if they're not willing to admit that they have problems, that they have issues, then they're not in the battle with you. Mm-hmm. So keep that in mind. So step one, reflect. Step two, practice admitting or just practice working through them. Step three, respond. Push back against those insecurities. We have hand movements Hand in gestures. Here. Like whoop picture, whoop. I don't even know. Picture bulldozing those insecurities yeah, out of the way. Yeah, we're Push like back. bad, bad mimes bad mimes that's what they're called right (laughs) those guys who don't talk yes yeah pushing forward i was i would say that you should see her hand gestures but honestly (laughs) it would not help you figure out what she's trying to say all right really wouldn't i'm gonna stick to crossfit (laughs) okay good choice so once once you've figured out why you feel insecure about this thing then you can ask should i feel insecure is this something that i genuinely am bad at and if so Does that mean I need to feel insecure about it? Or does it just mean this is a thing I'm not good at, especially if you're new to it? I mean, talking about earlier, we were talking about um, people who don't want to try CrossFit because they're scared that they won't do well or they'll look silly or whatever. Like, yeah, if if it's new, if you've never done it before, why would you expect to be good at it? That's Mm -hmm. ridiculous. And so is this something you should feel insecure about or something you want to feel insecure about? And I think almost always the answer is no. (laughs) For me? Yes. Yeah. So then what do you need to do about it? Push back against those. Mm -hmm. So do you need to work on your self-confidence or self-worth in this area? So for me, thinking about the Easter thing, and again, this wasn't a huge deal. It was just my most recent feeling of major insecurity that I could think of. Um, Do I need to become a better keyboard player or do I just need to accept the value that I bring as a utility player. I think I probably just need to accept the value I bring, but I could choose. No, you know what? I want to be a really better, a a much better keyboard player. And I could do put that work in and that would be okay. But I would rather, I think just stay where I am and be okay with who I am and what I bring to the table. So you can choose to work on the skill or the the specific thing, or you can choose to to work on your self-worth and self-confidence. I'd actually recommend both. If you choose to work on the skill, also (laughs) work on your self-worth and self-confidence. But And then there's the question, which we kind of asked before, but um, is this something that you want to control you going forward? Because usually the answer is no. I, I don't want this. I don't want this feeling of I'm not good enough to be here to control me going forward. Because again, it steals that joy, like you said, Becky steals that joy of living in the moment. So then the last thing I'd recommend here with responding is what is one thing you can tell yourself when this insecurity pops up? So it might be, I don't have to be the best player on this stage. I don't have to look good doing this thing. I don't have to be perfect. It's okay to fail. Whatever it is that you need to talk to, what do you need to hear in that moment that you can tell yourself? So consider that. And then just lastly, before we wrap up here, I I just want to say, remember, and this has been scientifically proven, psychological studies, avoiding the problems does not help. So avoiding the situations in which you feel insecure does not help your insecurity. It's really unfortunate. Yeah. It doesn't help you grow. doesn't help you grow. doesn't help you face the insecurity. If anything, you're not getting that practice in of being in those situations. So you're just making it grow and get worse. And they say that specifically about social anxiety. 
that if you're feeling anxious about social interactions, avoiding them does not help. So keep that in mind. Everyone's like, dang it. I don't know. (laughs) Why can it never be easy? Sorry. So basically, we all have insecurities. Do you want them to hold you back or do you want to grow? Yeah. Well, this this was fun in the sense of, identifying what is our current insecurities. I know for me, this was mind blowing as I thought, oh, wow, I'm really insecure about being a parent and I need to be better at conversations. And when I think, what's the one thing you tell yourself? I'm usually like, well, cavemen did it. (laughs) (laughs) Humans made it this far. I can't be that bad. (laughs) That's true. True. So, so take that time. Think to yourself, what, what are you insecure about? Is it holding you back? What, What do you need to do to build the confidence and self-worth so that it doesn't hold you back or, or keep you from experiencing life to its fullest? Yeah. So think about that. Uh, we're, we're going to, uh, continue to work on ours. Yes, we will. Just like you are all. Yes. (laughs) Yay. (laughs) Uh, join us next time. We're actually gonna be doing a bonus episode. We're going to get it a little bit more light. Mm -hmm. Uh, we've talked about some deep topics. We're going to be talking about some of our issues that, uh, we complain about out loud (laughs) that may or may not be that big of a deal, but you might be able to relate. Mm -hmm. Yes. So join us next time and, uh, work on those insecurities. Bye-bye. Bye.